Today on Rooted Daily, I tell you how to crash a wedding. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how you can crash a wedding, kind of. We're going to look at a story of a man who gets himself an invite to the king's son's wedding, and by the end of the night, the king has ordered him bound and thrown outside into the darkness, where there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So we're going to look at what did this wedding crasher do that was so wrong? Well, let's back up a little and read some of the story that Jesus told as part of a series of rebukes for the Jewish leaders of his day after his triumphant entrance into Jerusalem. And first he tells us about the circumstances that allowed this man to come even within a mile of the king's son's wedding in the first place. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 22 that a king prepared a wedding banquet for his son, and he sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited that I uh, have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one uh, to, to his field, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, mistreated them and killed them. And the king was Enraged, he sent his army and he destroyed those murderers and burned down their city. You know, everybody watched part of the, the royal wedding just last year, right? But it wasn't nearly as exciting as I think this wedding sounds. You know, the, the king sends out some invites, all of those people he invited, who, who by the way were his subjects, they had a, an obligation to listen when the king spoke. But not only did they not send back their RSVPs, but they slaughtered the delivery guy who brought it to them. And understandably, this makes the, the king upset. This is a hideous insult to the king and his son. And so he withdraws their invite by burning down their city. And this is where our wedding crasher comes into the picture. He shouldn't have been able to get into the wedding. But after the actions of the original invitees, the king is looking for people who are going to appreciate and enjoy this banquet that he has already prepared. He said to his remaining servants, the ones who clearly hadn't been killed by the original wedding party, that the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all of the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding uh, hall was filled with guests. You know, so the king gives an open invitation. The doors will be open to anyone who wants to enter the banquet. Some good people come in, some bad people come in, but they're all able to find a seat at the table. The wedding hall is full. And that's when the king has an opportunity to look around. And he notices a man who, despite being honored with an invitation to a wedding he shouldn't have ever been invited to, he sat there in his dirty old clothes. You know, sure, this man had eventually been invited, but he is crashing the wedding. The king had left the door open for him, and this man didn't even have the decency and the common sense 
to put on some clean clothes before trying to sit down and eat from the king's banquet. Jesus says in verse 11, but then the king came in to see the guests and he noticed a man who was not wearing wedding clothes. And he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? And the man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. You know, what a wedding. And and of course, we know this isn't truly about just some rude guests who didn't send back their RSVPs. Jesus states right at the beginning of this parable, saying that this is a metaphor for the kingdom of heaven. A wedding day is important. A king's wedding day, perhaps even more important. But they all pale in comparison to the entrance into the kingdom of God. So what can we learn uh, from this wedding crasher? And how can we avoid his fate when it comes to the most important wedding banquet ever? Well, first, we learn that we do not deserve to enter the wedding. Our wedding crasher was invited eventually, but Jesus is clear that in this story, he was not deserving of entering such an important event. He was allowed a seat Because the original guests, who Jesus clearly means were those Pharisees and teachers of the law who uh, were supposed to be God's people, the king's subjects, they killed the servants or the prophets he sent. And so now, because of the failure of those people who were supposed to be the leaders of the nation of God, they were no longer going to receive priority seating from the king. And when they would not honor God, God would not honor them. Those are the circumstances that led to this unlikely group of people from the street corners to enter the most glorious wedding imaginable. The king's son, Jesus Christ, was getting married. We know now that his bride would be the church and that everyone would be invited into that union between Christ and his church. But no one who enters will be deserving. Second, This parable shows us that there is a difference between being invited and being chosen. 1 John 2, verse 2 tells us that Jesus Christ, the righteous one, is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Don't be fooled by the imagery of a wedding in this parable. Christ married the church with a funeral. His death was the atoning sacrifice so that we could have an invitation, and not just for us, but for everyone, the whole earth. Just as the doors to that wedding banquet were open to all, good and bad, Christ died to free the whole world from their sins and open the gates to his church for all to enter. But this parable has a big caveat. All are invited, but very few will be chosen by the king. To be clear, this isn't Christ telling us that some of us have no hope at all. God chooses those who obey, and we all have the opportunity to do that because of his son's love for us. But as our wedding crasher shows, many will choose to disobey. They'll try to walk into the doors of the wedding banquet and be unwilling to change their clothes. Those kinds of people are going to be thrown out. As the king says, many are invited, but few are chosen. There is an important distinction between the two. Third, 
We learn from Jesus's story here that if you want to sit at the table, don't insult the king. You know, first the king sends our servants, just as the prophets went to Israel, to invite them to all that the kingdom had to offer. They insulted the king. And in a, a dramatic form at that, they killed the messengers that came with the news. Then this new man comes along and he makes it to the banquet table, but he insults the king by wearing his old dirty clothes. The king didn't take those insults lightly. First, he burned down the town of the first group and he threw the other out into darkness. The point is we should not take God's invitation lightly. It can't be ignored. And when it is accepted, it demands our devotion. If you're going to try to come into the king's son's wedding, you can't insult the king. And that brings us to number four. We learn from our wedding crasher here that there are consequences when we're thrown out of the wedding. Even in the parable, the king is burning down towns and throwing people into darkness. And that is within the constraints of a mortal king. Imagine the consequences of rejecting and insulting the almighty God. That last phrase sums it up for us. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We have an open invitation to the wedding, but there are expectations that come with that free invite. There, there's a deadline to reserve our seat too. One day soon, we will die or the Lord will return. We won't know when that day will be, so we shouldn't wait. Sit down at the banquet table, change into your wedding clothes. Before the doors close, take your seat there. Then you won't just be a wedding crasher like the man in the story. You will be honored as an invited guest of the son of the king's feast. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.